Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Oh. Well, how long do we have to wait until we can jump in then? It's a Garage Logic podcast number 89. No, it isn't. With, that was yesterday. With no tomfoolery today. Just a minute. Oh, we are serious. Yeah, we are. This Damn is it. a serious letter. We just talked to This is Garage Logic Podcast number 90, January 31st, 2019. It was 27 below on this day in 1887 and 46 as recently as 2009. Start the show. Oh, I didn't log on yet. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to the song. Trying to listen to the song. <laughs> Hit the music, dum dum. It's not logged on yet. Oh jeez. We don't need it. Let's just start. No, just, no we need it. We need it. We play need it when it. it's no, ready. Don't really need it. Start with the letter, Suge. No, I want to start with weather. Oh. I can't help myself. I'm addicted. I walked in here, and he, he's what at what? Above the boathouse on go. the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media. John Hyde in the newsroom. And occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense. Your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I know that it's cold. How cold? And is I it? know that it can be dangerously cold. But we're being lied to. This is not historic, nor is it unprecedented. It's new. And if you buy into that, you are buying into the inevitability that this is part of the program that will be used to bring about this so-called green agenda, which has nothing to do with the temperature, has nothing to do with the environment has everything to do with the introduction of a broader socialism and increasing revenue streams from the government. If you buy into the fact that you should be hysterical today because it was cold, you're, you know what you are? You're buying into a grim future. Yes. I was gone yesterday. And I know this is taking lives. I understand all that. This, this, this that, is, that part this, is newsworthy. You wouldn't this, disagree. This weather requires wisdom. It requires a relationship with nature. Yes. Oh, I was gone yesterday. Yeah, yeah we I, didn't even know that until right. today. You guys, you guys missed me. I'm terribly. Well without you. When I was in communication with, with the Rookster post-show, mm-hmm. uh, you all, of course, made fun of me. You said, because I tried to use the Cobra jump pack to get my car started. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. junk. You can't do that. And you said, mm-hmm. that ain't going to work right. in this historically cold temperature. I don't think I used that term. Yes, you did. 
I think he was being goofy because yeah. we spent the whole show talking okay. about the weather. All right, let me let me that's factual. Let though. me continue that, but uh, for a shorter period of time than yesterday. I have really, God, really grown to enjoy this website that I discovered yesterday. It's a DNR site, mm-hmm. Minnesota. So it's not me, evil right wing radio host. <laughs> this is the Department of Natural Resources, Minnesota, and I can get every temperature, high and low, for every day of the year from eighteen seventy one through now, and I find it fascinating. And I, I've been geeking out on it because I'm tired of Paul Douglas, for example, uh, really milking this as an example of man-made climate change. I like Paul Douglas. I know him personally. He's a good guy. But he he beats this horse into the ground. And his latest is, and this is what got me to the website today, his latest is he's been saying, last year we had a blizzard and six weeks later it was 100 degrees. To which I'm thinking as I hear him say this, what's your point? So today I tried to see if I could find some examples on this DNR website of brutal cold followed by warmth six weeks later. Six weeks he has chosen arbitrarily and whimsically. It means nothing. Okay. I think he must have been referring to the to the April mid-April blizzard we had last year, and then I didn't verify it, but he, he claims that six weeks later it was 100 degrees, and he said, that just makes me scratch my head. Okay. It doesn't make me scratch my head. It's Minnesota. It's just what that's, life is. That's right. what happens here. So I went on the site again today, uh, and I just randomly picked 1951. I could have picked any year. I randomly picked 1951. January 28, 22 below. January 29, 29 below. January 30, 29 below. January 31, 15 below. Feb 1. 28 below. Feb 2, 19 below. Okay. Well, that's more significant than what we just experienced kind of what we're here. now, right. So what's historic or unprecedented about this? It's not. What's unprecedented is the manipulation of these temperatures to introduce and help push forward a political agenda that has nothing to do with the environment. Just for the hell of it, I went to another year. <laughs> I might do this after the show. Boy, I'm glad we... Every, anybody I'm have glad. a favorite year, you let me know. Chris, it was 45 minutes of this yesterday. I love this. I'm glad you have a podcast to do, so it at least keeps you busy for a couple hours a day. All right. Here. In the old days, we'd say, why, we hear radios clicking off all over town right now. No, no I'm hey, on to Barrero something. What's talking about? 1931. One day that year. Below zero, one day, January fourteenth. That to, is, it remarkable. got to five below. That's okay. remarkable. I can, but you can find these anomalies in every year you pick. It's fun, but it, all of it rests my case. There isn't. You want unusual? How about nineteen thirty one? Sorry, the Dust Bowl years, I guess, huh? But that one, one day below one zero. One day below zero in the entire calendar year of nineteen thirty one. It got to five below on Jan fourteen. It's hard to believe. What's your favorite year? I'll look it up. <laughs> I love this site. You just Google DNR uh, daily temperature, uh, uh, DNR historic daily temperatures, and you can get, so, go back to 1871. I want to. I'm I'm in I'm in lockstep with you because there's something that's being uh, offered up that's starting to bug me. We're being lied to. Uh, I have a favorite morning. Weather guy, I won't name him because I actually like the guy as a as a guy, and he's going with the one hundred degree temperature swing from Tuesday night 
to Saturday. That's what happens when the polar vortex leaves. And that's what that's what's be. It, it, it's it's almost offered up with hysteria, to but which I you, say that's what happens that's, here. That's what Paul Douglas did today in the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look. Again, I don't have need to have a war with Paul Douglas. I like Paul Douglas. We we know each other. My point is, you're either in that club or you're not. And and if you're in the club, you are going to you know, selectively and not even very carefully use these temperatures as an example to reinforce your agenda. And your agenda, apparently, is to get all of us to believe that unless some dramatic government action is taken— we're all going to die because we so ruined the the climate. But no, we haven't. Do you, I don't think Paul is doing this out of political reasons or some. Big, well, I think he's just a true believer. Bring. I think we should have him in if you guys get along. Oh, yeah, and, and you're do. not going to hate each oh, other. Oh no, no, no. Paul's think, a good guy. Yeah, I, I'm I think more than happy should, to talk. to It'd him. be fun to have that debate in here. It'd be fun to well, have Paul well, in. Well, to make it even more fun would be to have it with Dahl. Because Dahl is the polar opposite. Yeah, he's more of, on your team. Yeah, of Douglas. Can they, they be they, around each other? Yeah, do they yeah, talk to each other? I'm sure they can. I'm sure. No, there's that silly. We could have them arm wrestle. That's Dave's a pretty silly. intimidating force. Uh, we didn't. We haven't even come close to the to the Minnesota record, which was up in Tower or Embarrass, right back mm-hmm. in 1996. It was, it was uh, a 432 below, and people died, <laughs> and felt like. animals froze in place, and it was just it was just buildings terrible. Buildings just exploded. Right. Buildings just <laughs> fell down. And no. I did drive by a farm yesterday on my on my routes, and I I saw a horse, and he kind of gave me the look like, "Are you kidding me? I just got to stand here." No, the horses are okay. But the, and, the well, horses and the cattle, they're all fine. They got hair. Yeah. They the, the what hair. they have is very thick, leathery skin and fat. Mm-hmm. 1996, okay. January 30, 20 yeah. below. January 31, 23 below. See, it just Feb 1, on 27 way. below. Feb 2, 32 below. <laughs> Feb know, 3, 26 below. You know Feb 4, do? 23 below. We should have them record that and instead of having a bed of music underneath us, like a lot oh, of radio man. stations do. Like, like just a crawl. Have, just have such <laughs> temperatures. temperatures. Uh, just underneath like us. Like if we have a crawl on TV, <laughs> we would have that audio crawl underneath us. In 1977. But if you don't take the time to look this up, you're accepting being lied to. You're being lied to. Well, I think you're preaching... Nationally, regionally, locally, by news gatherers, in print, and on TV, and on radio, you're being lied to. But don't you think the vast majority of the public knows that? No, I don't. You don't? I don't. No, I don't. That's my fear. What difference can we possibly make? I mean, we're... I can just rant and rave. That's all I can do. We're basically preaching to the choir. People that hate us aren't going to tune us in. You raise a great point that I thought about today. What can I do to enlighten people? What can I say? What can I do to make you realize that you're being hoodwinked? You're being taken to the cleaners. You're being lied to. You got an answer for yourself? I don't. (laughs) Well, because the difference is what... Fire the music. We're done. (laughs) The news gatherers have to uh, report that, yes, it's very cold temperatures. But it's in the template. It's the template. The climate is the result of human activity. Human activity, particularly in America, that has resulted in great wealth and prosperity. It's um when you when you when you really buy into the whole climate change thing, this gets us right back to the newly elected members of Congress. You're buying into a new political wave. 
And that's the extra step they're doing now. Okay, along these lines, in today's Star Tribune from uh, the nation and the world, and this is why uh, I agree with you 100% that we can't really make that big of a difference here in the United States. In Thailand, the headline reads, Toxic Air Leads to School Closures. Right, I saw this. Toxic Toxic Air. air. Mm -hmm. So we could do this green initiative thing, this new deal that uh, Omar's talking about, but what difference is is it going to make if the rest of the world doesn't follow suit. I've said this before, and it's not an exaggeration. About half the world still poops outside. Yeah. I mean, think about that for a minute. Yeah, no, it's like Deadwood in 1870s. Yeah. They throw it out in the dirt street. Yeah, I mean, the United States has been, to its credit, has been ahead of the curve. Richard Nixon started the Environmental Protection Agency. The United States is ahead of the curve. We want clean water. We want clean air. We don't want to die of of, of, of uh, freezing. Cholera. We don't want to die when it's 110. We're not. We're not. Some people are. They've lost their relationship with nature. It's tragedy. It's unfortunate. Some people get caught in situations without proper clothing. Their car might stall. These are tragedies of life that happen. And there are college kids that get drunk. And don't get themselves back indoors. Yeah. And it's, it's so sad. It's terrible. It's terrible. But it has nothing to do with you driving your Chevy Traverse. Right. Nothing. No. Nothing to do with it. Nothing. So oh, some and good that's news. the link that they're trying to make <clears throat> yeah. to, the, to the great unwashed that many people are buying into that going, oh, wow. And Paul, God love you, Paul uh, Douglas, you, you are in the roster of people who cannot hector me. You've got a big house. You've got cars. Success. I think you've got boats. You don't get to lecture me. <laughs> you're, you're disqualified. <laughs> I love that you own that stuff. Enjoy it. I'm somewhat jealous, personally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Invented a weather software that, that took off that well, they I got cars and boats, but I don't lecture you about anything. Right. Do you think the people that are on the far left that uh, buy into this, do you think they have any guilt? About owning, no. you know, owning no. G5s or whatever. Uh, no, that's, that's those are the hypocrites. Whatever that's stream that's we're up uh, to Leonardo now. DiCaprio. That's uh, the guy who, who's the guy who wrecked the coral reefs in. Uh, uh, that is the Nike in the owner. Caymans. Phil Knight. Uh, his, his his yacht ruined the coral reefs, and he's going to bitch at me about global warming and man-made ruination of the climate. Then sell your yacht. Right. Who's the one guy that can lecture us? Pedro uh, Luca. Pedro Luca. Lives in a cave in Argentina, never owned a thing, has no electricity. Poops outside. Yep. yep. Your guy, Will Steger, was in the building the other day. Yeah, well, I don't, I, I, he I lost all credibility it. with me 10 years ago when he brought a block of ice to the state fair in August. <laughs> and I said, Will, uh, it'll melt. He said, that's what climate change is doing. I said, Will, it's August. <laughs> right. You throw a block of ice. By the way, you know that... Uh, that that game you can do where you throw a cup of water into the air when it's this cold. Yeah, where it evaporates or turns yeah. crystallizes. It didn't work. I threw two cups of water in the air. Now I got a new patch of ice at the service <laughs> door in the garage. <laughs> how hot work. was the how hot was the water? It's got to be hot water. No, it's oh, got to be boiling. It's got to be boiling. Yeah. Oh, I'm not that interested. You're not just going to put in the cold <laughs> and go. What do you got? I'm not going to stand around and boil water. <laughs> it was like that trick that I did to you on Halloween, yeah. where everything was supposed to evaporate. Yeah. But I threw it on your jacket and it, it didn't, didn't evaporate. Get sludge on your your <laughs> nice coat. Well, you'll be dismayed to learn that I uh, said hi to Will and didn't bring up global warming no, at all. No, no. <laughs> cool enough for you, Will. <laughs> we uh, we did the boiling water experiment, me and the boys at home yesterday, because obviously there was no school. Mm-hmm. And I did the 
except I did it a little bit too horizontal and not enough. I didn't get enough air. You go up. Went right onto the the, See? the the sandbox and froze right to the top of it. Daddy, do it again. You want right? some? You want some good news? This is killing the emerald ash borer, yep. and uh, as as the late detective would corroborate, it is also uh, killing invasive species of weeds and plants. Huh. These are good things. Now, Ed, when you talk to the lake detective about this, did he say anything about the depth of ice affecting the killing of these invasive no. weeds? No, I haven't even talked to him about it. I'm just I'm citing another story, but he, he comes to mind because he's probably happy. We just had him on recently. I've got a scientist that follows me, and uh, she said, yeah, uh, emerald ash borers will definitely suffer and die from Good. this. But there's a less of a chance that the aquatic species uh, will die, and they have a, a better chance of survival. Some of us tried to throw water into the air. Uh, Bill Stein said, uh, things are getting pretty boring up here, what with the 40 below and all. Sure. I was reduced to reading my latest copy of Minnesota Game and Fish magazine. I was taken with an article on the Men of Major League Fishing, a collaborative effort of the Professional Bass Tour Anglers Association and the Outdoor Sportsman's Group. Just like some names are perfect for football players, names like Newt Rockne, Dick Butkus, and Scott Studwell, the same applies to the stars of Major League Fishing. Hmm. For instance, there is Boyd Duckett, Tommy Biffle, <laughs> Zach Burge, Ott Defoe, Gerald Swindle, Todd Faircloth, Shaw Grigsby, Keith Poach, Ish Monroe, Fletcher Shycock, Scott Suggs, Roy Hawk, Jacob Powrosnik, Randall Tharp, Jesse Wiggins, and my personal favorite, Skeet Reese. Yeah. Oh, Skeet Reese. Yes. If you were ever fishing in a pro-am tournament and you drew Skeet Reese as your pro, you would just know old Skeet was going to put fish in the boat. <laughs> well, I guess it's better than looking at seed catalogs. Good luck, Bill Stein. <laughs> he was bored. Wasn't he, he just stares at the lake and they hop in the creel. How big Skeet is that Reese. circuit? I don't Kenny, know. you would know. What's that? I, I, isn't it nationwide? Well, I guess, is it a, you know, there's a hundred and whatever. Carl, 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 oh. Carl, Carl Hyacin has written a fanatically funny book about the pro bass, a novel based on pro bass fishing. Okay. Just incredibly funny because Hyacin, uh, who his people uh, were North Dakotans, and they uh, got wise and got the hell out of there and moved to Florida a hundred years ago. And and Hyacin, have you ever read his stuff, Kenny? Uh, I don't believe I have. Oh, it's, no. you should. Carl Hyacin is fantastic. Longtime columnist from the Miami Herald, good friend of John Camp. Uh, terribly successful novelist. But he has let the degradation of Florida drive him crazy. He 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 is sincerely disturbed, uh, as well as he should be. By the and and he has called out corrupt developers and county commissioners all his life. For he re, he's he's probably about sixty five. He remembers as a Boy Scout camping on the beach at Fort Lauderdale. It was that it was still that accessible for an outdoor wow. experience. So that would have been what in the fifties. Okay, I'm sure it was getting built up, but you could find stretches of Fort Lauderdale Beach where a Boy Scout troop could actually think they were having an outdoors adventure. Double whammy. <laughs> Is that the uh, 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 read book? me read me the summary? Uh, R.J. Decker, star tenant of the local trailer park and neophyte private eye, is fishing for a killer. Thanks to a sportsman scam that's anything but sportsmanlike. There's a body floating in Coon Bog, Florida, yep. that's rotten in the murky water. That's Large it. bath, double mouth. whammy. Yep. What year? Eighty nine. Double whammy. One of a long time ago. Why don't we take a break and come back with some more information? The 
Choice Bank, Minnesota Golf Show is back February 8th through the 10th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. The latest and greatest gear, apparel, and destination golf resort vacations. Try your luck on the green with a $100,000 pontoon putt presented by Nelson Marine. Two cool offers. With every advanced online ticket, you'll receive 17 free green fee passes and a golf shirt. Or your Up North VIP ticket comes with two vouchers for the $100,000 pontoon putt, a Nike pullover, and 18 holes at the Wilderness at Fortune Bay. The Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Tickets at minnesotagolfshow.com. Do I have my thing? Well, where is it, bro? This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a PhD, Joe Suchere. You'll recall the other day... Uh, we had the glad tidings of that child found alive in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. And after three days out in the forest, out in the woods. And I, I speculated, and he claims, he's only three, he could have been purely fanciful. He claims that he was uh, kept comfort or kept uh, uh, company. Kept company by a bear. And I, I offered, and I didn't even intend it to be facetiously, what if it wasn't a bear? What if it was a Sasquatch? What if it was a Bigfoot? Right. And I was, you know, roundly criticized. and uh, Rightfully so. Rightfully so, but I'm going to read you something. Uh, Scott Peterson writes, aren't bears hibernating right now? But, Kenny, you tell me maybe not down there. Well, I mean, if the temperatures are getting up to 30, 40 degrees, they're coming out, you know, and then they're probably going back in. When it, What was it that night, 20? You know, you know yeah. that's kind of borderline. This is from bear. Rick. In Stillwater. And I'm assuming it's a black bear, right? I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. so they're more friendly towards humans mm-hmm. than grizzly are. But I know a three-year-old. Well, she'll be three in April. Okay. And I'm trying to think. If she told me she had been uh, kept company by a bear, I, I'm trying to think. First you'd go, what's your name again, kid? No, I know her. <laughs> I, I, I got it. Just give me a minute. I'll get it. <laughs> yeah. No, she's a sharp kid. I I would tend to say that she did not make that up. See, and I, I erred because mine just turned four, and he 100% would have made this up. <laughs> <laughs> and your kid would have made it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. you would have made a story. It All right, let me read it. And he rode it on a tricycle, Dad. <laughs> He's yeah. 14, still making He's it up. He's got a little cottage down by the river down <laughs> right. there. We hung Bear out. had a little red hat Play on. poker, right. <laughs> All right. Rick from Stillwater writes, Mayor, just finished listening to your podcast from Monday, Jan 29, during which you discuss a theory that the youngster in North Carolina was looked after not by a bear, but by Bigfoot. Despite the mocking of the morons you keep about you. (laughs) True statement. Quiet. Let's just think about this for a moment, which is what I was doing the other day, but he's stating it as well as I could possibly ever state it. (coughs) Excuse me. A three-year-old kid is outdoors for days in cold weather without food or shelter. He is found and, as far as we know, has suffered no ill effects. He should have died of hypothermia, dehydration, accident, what have you. None of your crew has an explanation any better than yours. Even if a bear didn't see the kid as food, from what the morons read, a bear would likely just move away from a child. So did a bear look after him? Highly unlikely. Did a shiner look after him and then somehow return the boy to a spot where he would be found without the shiner risking discovery of himself? Again, Highly unlikely. Did the boy simply manage to keep warm and feed himself, presumably without any outdoor gear? Again, 
highly unlikely. As far as I can tell, either Sasquatch or a guardian angel is as solid an explanation as anything anyone else has. Personally, I like the idea of a world where there is still a margin, there is still a place for the inexplicable, and where there still exists a sense of wonder. Is it rational? Hell no, but I have a full life, and it is much richer when I can acknowledge that I don't have an answer for everything. I'm enjoying the podcast. Hope you and the boys make it well past show 100, Rick and Stillwater. He captured my sentiments exactly. Well, that was, I love a world of wonder. That was very thoughtful and well-written, mm-hmm. but he didn't provide us with an answer. He didn't claim to. He didn't claim to. Well, you he tried said, to. He He's... said the answer that it's Sasquatch makes as much sense as any other answer. That's his answer. He's content with the unexplainable. I am, too. It will not surprise me. Oh, I'd like to know, though. It will not surprise me if, and I know we're all having fun with the fact that they're blurry, and I have no investment in this whatsoever. It will not surprise me if one day it is proven that, yes, there are these unknown creatures that exist in the, wood, in the woods and wildernesses How come we don't the find their bones? How I, that's come a great we don't question, find their Kenny. scat? I don't even want to have a Sasquatch show. My point is, because I, I agree, it's silly. It's, it's silly. But I, uh, but I love the idea that we don't know who took care of that kid for three days. Because this guy's right. Little kid. He should have died. How'd you you yeah. didn't have food. You didn't have water. You, you were somehow kept warm. You're not harmed at all. You, you hear his mother. Uh, did you ever hear the audio of his mother? I he's didn't. fine. He's watching Netflix. We couldn't right, be happier. Right. He's great. <clears throat> he was not scarred by not, anything. Not, not even cut. Scratched and had he been right, had he been scarred, scratched, he would have mentioned that too. It wouldn't have been as as soft as a bear uh, was uh, kept me company or a bear looked after me. Oh, I just I just appreciated this fellow's email, and I want to. Uh, you guys are going to do a big group hug now uh, no. because I think there's a liar in the mix here, and something's going down, and we need to get down, get to the put the kid on a, a lie detector again. Test. You think three? Put, You're not going to put him on a lie detector put test. Hot, hot lights over the mom no. and really put the uh, questions no. to her. Or Uncle Chester, breathe, hey, tell him you got everything. We here, need here's to get what to I want to know, Rook. Uh, go to the big screen, please. Uh, does anybody remember the kid's name? I just remember uh, Craven is the county. Well, uh, a boy found safe in Craven County, North Carolina. What I want to know is, and I'm afraid I know the answer, a reporter should be working on that. Yeah, absolutely. A, a reporter should be digging into that. I agree, because here's why. Is there a recent story? We've all had a laugh of the idea of it being Bigfoot, but there has to be some explanation. Because a kid wandering in the woods, he he shouldn't just be fine. So So the the most, I'm sorry to interrupt, Chris. The most recent is three days ago, and it says what? Uh, This is from USA Today. Missing North Carolina boy says friendly bear was with him for days. I'm going to click on the story here all right. now. Because when the, once the boy went missing, we all assumed the worst, it's myself Casey included. Something. I mean, Casey. the fact that with this headline appeared Casey that, Hathaway. that he was found alive, that shocked the living hell out of me. Because yeah. I didn't think they were going to find him alive. I really didn't. See, a reporter needs to to back up a little bit and and take the kid at his word. That's how I would do it. Mm-hmm. And then I would start by... I'd find a, a bear expert, Lynn Rogers, up in Ely, right? Okay. Uh, I'd say, is it likely that a bear would have comforted the kid? And, and you're either going to learn yes or no from someone who would know. Why wouldn't you want a bear expert in North Carolina? Okay, yeah, get yeah. a bear expert in North yeah, Carolina. I, I think that would be the But, but uh, 
no one's doing this. No one's doing the, the follow-up. I think everyone's just poking each other in the ribs and says, oh, the little guy thought he had a bear helping him. He's just a little guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But there has to then be. Then how a, come he was so fit and healthy? Hmm. And didn't have a scratch on him, no, like you said. No, Hughes, okay, Hughes, let's see who Hughes is. Uh, they're talking to the boy's aunt. Uh, not that this is the aunt. Said bears are more common in the area, but he thought this must be the dead. The comment was more cute than factual. Uh, in an update, in Casey's case, the Craven County Sheriff's Office shared a photo of Casey alongside a photo of a bear with a Bible verse from Matthew 18. He called the little child to him and placed the child among them. The investigation into disappearance is ongoing, but there were no signs of an abduction. Well, then it's a miracle. <clears throat> a bear was placed alongside him uh, per biblical well, anticipation. Well, not a legal miracle. I mean, not... Well, no, not a card trick, you know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I uh, let's just, let's just leave it at this. I, I love uh, a margin in the world for error. I love, uh, as Rick in Stillwater notes, I, I love living in a world where there are these occasionally charming mysteries. This yeah, is not a, this is not a dreadful mystery. You know, Jamie Kloss was a dreadful mystery. Mm-hmm. This is a charming mystery. I, and I like living in that world. Well, until we find out it was actually Uncle Fester and he was Well, then you know, I'll then I'll then I'll acknowledge that it was Uncle Fester scarred for yeah. life. But in uh our our human nature is we want answers for sure. That's what we want. We want an answer to why this happened. Go back to the story we're just done. All right. We don't have a phone today, do we? Nope. I want you I want to call the grandma. I believe, though, didn't the family say they want they want privacy at this time, which is which might explain why a journalist or a, a reporter hasn't dug deeper into this story? Because I'll, I'll be—I mean, I'd be in the same position if I just you know, was reunited with my three-year-old. That I assumed the worst. The last thing I want is all these national reporters at my house. Well, the first night it dropped down to twenty degrees, Joe. The second night they had two inches of rain. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They found no physical evidence to back up the boy's claim. But he had—he didn't even have a cold. And his jacket, his light jacket, was still zipped up. But Come the guy—the guy would—the kid would stink of bear. I mean, bear—they don't smell good. Yeah, they smell like you, me that you would, day at uh, the brewery. You would think you would think you would think Bigfoot, if it existed, would not smell good either. Right. Right. All right, I'm going to click on the Charlotte Observer and see if they have anything. This was also three days ago. He okay. would have smelled like Jack Link's beef jerky. Gross. <laughs> Wild conspiracy, conspiracy theories spread over how three-year-old North Carolina boy survived. Radical conspiracy theories. No, no, I don't consider uh, his care in the hands of a Sasquatch a radical conspiracy theory. I consider it uh, among the world of the charming possibilities. Hmm. I, 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 Again, we're not here to do shows about Bigfoot. We, you, that You can hear that all up and down the radio dial. Uh I'm just I'm just fascinated because the kid was in such great great uh physical condition. Well it is a miracle. That's and that's just what you have to leave it at. If there was a a, a Bigfoot, whether or not they would be able to communicate, it doesn't sound like they communicated if they did. The kid just said the bear was, was with him oh. and put him at peace and maybe that's why he kept going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Pope rookie. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. You know, it's not like God's upstairs with a TV screen playing we're gonna Hunger Games. With we're Dun- going to legalize marijuana. I can do it without it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Here are my emails. I, I want No, I want you to hear some emails on marijuana. By the way, Rookie, you would know this, because I think it was a store on Hamlin. Isn't there a treat store there, a sweet shop, cones and candy and stuff, right on Hamlin near Randolph, yes. across the street from the Cretan Baseball yes. Field? Wasn't it, isn't it true that they, they were uh, told uh, by an inspector, uh, <laughs> or they were at the forefront of being told that they could no longer sell candy cigarettes? Local realtor John Linden was the owner, mm-hmm. and he was approached and told— yep. By um, I forget if it was the county. Well, the, the city ruling or the state. from the salon was you can't sell candy cigarettes yes. uh, to kids in mm-hmm. St. Paul. The salon has determined you can't sell menthol cigarettes to adults in St. Paul. The salon voted for the legalization of marijuana. Right. What What is that besides hypocrisy and greed? That's on exactly their part. what it is. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe they just want to tax the hell out of it, like they've done. I, to that's all. that's the greed part. Yeah. As I listen to the podcast regarding the recreational use of marijuana in Minnesota, my stomach turns. I have three kids from 10 to 13, and I worry for them. Besides all the other stuff thrown at them now, they are being told it's going to get uh, be okay to get high. My wife and I travel together for my work, and I make it to Colorado every year. And from the firsthand experience, I can tell you it's the land of the stoned. Now, we're not even close to the tall buildings where they make all the decisions. We're rafting and taking four-wheeling tours guided by people that are using marijuana on a regular basis. Servers at the restaurant can't get an order right or remember that you even ordered. I think we'll look back in 50 years and see what a mistake this was. At that point, it's too late, but the marijuana effect is in full force. As you always say, the center is not holding, uh, and this is from uh, Hot Rod Parts. Uh, that's his. Uh, Does uh, Hot Rod Parts have anything to say about alcohol? No, I'm not right. sure. I'm finding that analogous, but oh, we can get to it if you want. Not we can get to it if you want. Goodness, Joe. I listen to drunk every day of the I'm, week. I'm not Kenny. That's and <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm tired quite, of your nonsense. Not quite. Drunk. I listened to your discussion on Monday regarding Minnesota potentially legalizing marijuana. I would ask if you know the difference. Uh, what the difference is between a drunk driver and a driver high on weed? The. Dr- the drunk driver will drive into the ditch. The driver high on weed will signal first. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Barry Shockle sent me that. Right there. But he'll signal about 20 minutes before he turns. <laughs> Joe, I'm just getting caught up on your January 28 podcast regarding legalizing marijuana. As you know, Colorado has gone down this path a few years ago, and many of your concerns are accurate. I will just address some of the issues that arise. Though it will still be illegal to drive impaired, I will promise you, you will see the brown cloud coming out of cars on the streets and highways. I personally have seen high school kids smoking and using the oil in vapes. We have grow warehouses in the industrial area of Denver, and the smell coming from the area is unbearable. Since I work with many companies, I have had small companies elect to move out of the area due to the smell. If they have a limited use uh, building, their value is depreciated. If the building can be converted to a grow warehouse, they can usually get a fair price. Take notice of all company-sponsored vehicles driven by employees. Insurance may now require drug testing. You are correct regarding the strength of the product. ER visits have increased mainly for the first-time users, be it visitors or kids who get their hands on edibles. One of the problems I feel is since it is legal, they think it's safe. I personally feel it is a gateway drug, especially for people with addictive personalities. 
It is also a gateway drug for politicians who are high on revenue. Recently, a group has been lobbying for legalized magic mushrooms in Colorado. Legislators are the biggest dope dealers selling the idea that marijuana is a great revenue stream and will solve all your problems. They do not consider the health aspects down the road. Cigarettes are bad, but smoking marijuana is okay. Thank you for being the beacon of common sense from the lighthouse on the shores of Spoon Lake. Rocky Mountain High on GL Dennis in Littleton, Colorado. Dennis Olerts, it looks like. I have no... uh, I have no interest in marijuana. I don't either. But I, I do think that uh, it would be choosing the wrong path to legalize it. And I go back to my initial concern. We're surrounded by too much stupidity as it is. We're surrounded by too much lack of initiative as it is. We're surrounded by too many people who are just shuffling along through life and settling for too little. And we're And they are being... They are being coddled by politicians who play into their, into their absence of enthusiasm. And now these same politicians who have told us for years smoking is bad, smoking is bad, even to the point where get those candy cigarettes out of the ice cream parlors. They're the ones that now want marijuana. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, yes, I keep saying I don't understand it. It's all about money. We're it's all sp- about tax revenue. We're splitting my house. I don't... Uh... Uh, my son says, take the revenue. And I know they're not dope smokers. Nobody in my house is a dope smoker. <laughs> dope. And, uh, they're, they're not on the know. weed. They're not on the weed. You know. As far as I know, they're not on the weed. I've seen yeah, no evidence. Dope. I mentioned this uh, whenever we brought it up last week, and uh, and I said, <laughs> I'll say the same thing again. I know a guy in the industry, and he's and he knows what he's talking about, and he says, if you think we have a problem with opioid addiction now, this will just make all of that worse. What evidence does he have to prove that? Well, if I could out him, I would, but I'm not going to protect. Uh, go well, ahead. He, uh, Reavers, me, Reavers just told me about the guy off the air. Show he me has the, the Well, he show has the evidence. Show it to me. He show has it to it. me. Well, the guy. You can't just say he has the evidence. I want to see it. I want to read it. I want you know to study what? it. Kenny, I will, I'm willing to be, uh, you know, swayed. I'll here. have him put it to Honestly, he, he's a guy that, I, that you can trust. Tell Jim to call us. Whoop. There's a variety of reasons why I'm opposed. Uh, I'm opposed because it just calls out the hypocrisy of you same salon dwellers who won't let a guy buy a pack of menthol cigarettes. Along those lines, uh, um, you know, a a lot of these guys out in Colorado, they're not smoking it at all. It's It's all oil and eating. It's the edibles, you know. Well, does that, for real, does that give the same uh, buzz? No, it's it's more potent. Okay. Well, are you sure? Uh, Is that from from me? That's from (laughs) personal experience. More important. (laughs) That's personal experience speaking there. Are you sure about that? No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. I mean, you know. Well, it's the old joke about the brownies. You know know what we need to do? We need to take this disaster of a podcast out to Colorado. I don't have any interest in. Well, if you're going to. Maybe in the summer. If you're going to make these judgments, I think you need to. I'm not making any judgments, Kenny. Yes, I am. I'm making the judgment that uh, this is brought to you by hypocrites who are throwing away a life of cigarette opposition in order to to create for themselves additional tax money. Yeah. That's what I'm opposed to. Okay. Well, that's. That's perfect. And I don't and need right to take the podcast dis- anywhere to demonstrate that. I don't speak in the truth. Not, no, I don't disagree at all yeah. with that. You're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, so we don't want you don't want the extra revenue then. Colorado, I, the I, I, I don't, good. and I'll tell you why I don't. Why? Uh, that just begets having to then create more extra yeah, revenue. It's never going to be enough. I was a staunch opponent of, of voting to tax ourselves for the supposed 
what do we call the outdoor fund? The legend uh, uh, legacy. legacy legacy fund. And it's actually working out. In, well, but they're still getting their hands on it. Well, but remember, right after you... after they first passed it, excuse me. Remember, they said it was only going to be set aside, but they threatened immediately to go, and it was a money grab. Dennis here's why Anderson I'm a, here's why I'm this. opposed, uh, Kenny. Here's why I'm opposed to governments getting additional revenue because the government will then expand to accommodate that revenue, and then they need more to continue expanding. Yeah, you're right. Historical data shows that. Yeah. But Dennis Anderson had a, co- a column a couple of weeks ago saying that the legacy fund is actually going to what it was intended for. And Good. he spelled everything out. And, uh, you, you know, Dennis knows his... Yeah, no, uh, well, that's a... I guess that would be a, a specific example of but maybe that being so out there in the open that they realized they couldn't touch that to go... You know, tax money or paved roads. And at the time, Such was against it, and rightfully so, because history has proven that they're going to take whatever they want from wherever it comes from. Right. You know. Well, it makes it all the more important to uh, know your insurance carrier. I'm talking about, let's say we legalize marijuana. What what impacts does that have on insurance? What impacts does that have on, on your drivers? That's why I want you to contact the Federated uh, Mutual Insurance Company's uh, marketing guys. They're the best in the business. They offer property and casualty life, disability income insurance to businesses in select industries federated insurance marketing reps get to know your business they'll custom tailor your insurance policy to meet your needs and here is driving a significant part of your business they'll talk to you about your liability and if you're worried about a cyber attack you might need data compromise coverage your business is unique federated insurance treats it that way Get in touch with a Federated Insurance Marketing Representative to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive. Because at Federated, it's their business to protect yours. All right, that'll wrap up this uh, version of the Garage Logic 90th podcast. We're going to have more coming up. You're one click away from some more if you would like to poke around. Maybe uh, if you're hunkered down, you want to listen to some old episodes, go to garagelogic.com. You can find all of our podcasts there. Am I and, still on? Oh, you're don't still forget, on. get that Ilhan Omer uh, 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 lead-in uh, ready, ready for the next hour. She's I, she's daily. She's daily. Much more on Garage Logic, including an update on Ilhan Omar. GarageLogic.com. We'll see you in a bit.